This is Redefining the Counterculture on Witten Radio. Make sure to check out our website at wittenradio.com. So glad to have you guys on. I'm, I'm so excited. Oh, cool, Walter. We're happy to be here for sure. I'm, uh, I'm curious uh, where Miss Thompson is. You know, this lady could be anywhere in the world right now. She's like an international <laughs> spy. <laughs> uh, um, I'm at home with my family in Virginia. Oh, wow. Oh, great. Congrats. Mm-hmm. That's really good. Good, good, good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's nice. I, uh, you know, I did my COVID test before I left and then wore goggles and an N95 and oh, good. gloves and did the whole shebang flying. So, you know. <laughs> and was it was it harrowing at all or? It's just not fun. You know, I was flying yeah. across the country, breathing an yeah. N95 mask. And, you know, I have a lot of, you know, I already felt for those who have to wear masks on their, you know, I think of like cooks and kitchens. Sure. Ooh, yeah. You know, my compassion levels have, have, you know, just skyrocketed. I was already feeling for them. But, but you know, to actually have to sit through that, it's not easy. And imagine like over a hot stove. Oof. A five-hour flight, huh? And where's where you guys? I'm I'm hearing that flights. There's no distancing or anything. No, there wasn't, and um, it was actually longer because there's no direct flight. So I was like, oh dear, eight-hour journey, and um, I, you know, yeah, it was long, but um, I, uh, what was I gonna say? Oh, I ended up. Because you know, I don't normally fly, treat myself to the luxury of first class, but it was oh it great, was basically the price of a normal ticket. <laughs> oh wow! Oh, I'll just you know, and and it wasn't like a lay down kind of first class. It was just you know, you're up front, so there were you're still sitting right next to someone. It's just there's seven of us in a row instead of six, or I'm uh, sorry, four right. of us instead of six. You know. Yeah, good thinking. Good thinking. Well, you know who's happy? Your family. They're so. Happy to see yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As I'm you are them, I'm sure. Thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm proud. You got some nice heat and humidity on the East Coast, uh, uh, both Walter and Virginia, and yeah. Miss Virginia. <laughs> yeah. Are you in Virginia too, Walter? Uh, no, ma'am. Uh, I'm actually in Florida, South Florida. <laughs> Even more sticky. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Truth. Wow. Well, um, maybe it'll rain, you know, and then it, it'll cool off for a few minutes, and then that just escalates. Oh yeah, it rained so hard that we lost power last night. So wow, cooled off for a hot second. <laughs> yeah, and then it's humidity. It just escalates the humidity. Yeah, we're lucky on the west coast. We are. The weather actually is perfect. It's just kind of simmered down a little from the moderate heat that we had the week before, probably the week you left, Scotty, so it's, it's ideal. It's like 80, you know, two or something now. It's great. Mm. Awesome. I like it. it. It's really pleasant. I was at, uh, we we did Malibu yesterday. Some friends have a beach house in Malibu right on, right on the ocean, so you walk out of their house into the ocean. It was just great. It's beautiful. Oh, wow. That's yeah. Amazing. So, yeah, it's kind of how you know you always think it's going to go when you're when you're twenty. Uh, yeah. 
but uh, well, Walter, this is Dub, Dub, is Witten. Is it Witten Radio? Oh, yes, sir. Yeah, Witten Radio. <laughs> it's um, it's a little bit of a tongue twister. It's an acronym. Uh, it stands for what I'm truly interested in. Oh, um, yeah, my. <laughs> It's a weird name, but um, I I kind of um, I don't want to get rid of it because like my mom came up with the name when I was starting the podcast, and so I keep it. You know, it's. Uh, I think it's great, and uh, mm-hmm. I think what I'm interested in is says it all. Witten is hard to say anything, but what I'm interested in is. Uh, is to the point. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Did you see Limbo? Uh, have you had a chance to look at it, Walter? Yes, yes. Uh, uh, Clint sent me a screener, and oh, good. I thought it was like I thought it was amazing. I'm I'm excited to to dive into the film with you because I think, uh, like I was telling Scotty, you know, it is <laughs> kind of tongue in cheek, and then. Um, it you know it's what a lot of people would describe as like you know dark humor, but I think that there's a lot of substance to the film and it and it really um, stimulates the you know a, a lot of questions about you know is, is there an af- afterlife if there is an afterlife what can somebody expect um, I, I think that there's you know the the whole subject surrounding um, you know the afterlife and death and and um just accountability or a reckoning for one's you know life i think that that's those are all really cool things and i feel like this movie tackled all of them and so i'm excited. yeah it sounds like you <laughs> did watch it man that's great <laughs> well done and, and yeah. thank you i mean thanks for 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 viewing the movie we're we're very proud of it and uh it's out now. It's available. So I'm I'm really hoping folks do get to see it and, and that, you know, it gets a little grass fire under it and we can get some, some movement on it. Because I think it's particularly as we, you know, most of us are at home, we certainly have some time to sit down and watch a 90-minute yeah. movie, right? Yes, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> contemplate limbo. The limbos we're all kind of living in right now. We are exactly. exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's what's so it's so poignant. You know, it's that's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> because we're all in limbo to a degree. I guess when we were yeah. making it, we had no. Uh, you know, I don't. I think the novelty of the piece itself, and and the writing, and and Mark's, um, you know, his story. I think was enough and, and you know it was a lot to, it was challenging with our you know our time and space but I don't think we ever considered that it might be kind of a real life situation that was <laughs> going to happen within a year or so of, of us actually making this movie my goodness but yeah, um, yeah it is really interesting prospect about uh, your soul being on trial. It's a yeah. court, courtroom drama. Um, yeah. You know, the 12 angry men of your life. And uh, mm-hmm. my uh, ever optimistic defense attorney here was um, 
was fantastic. I'm, I was, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I like, I liked her, you know, her, her layers to the arc of, uh, you know, and you see it and then it's a big part of the story. And because, you know, without giving away too many spoilers, I don't know how we're set up on that, but, um, she's kind of a, uh, you know, a vehicle for Balthazar, uh, the prosecuting attorney, uh, to to change a little bit, which is really kind of great. Not just kind of, but really great. And, I, and I hopefully um, that's enough of a reveal, uh, or that reveal is is going to catch everyone off off guard. Yeah. It was such what? a fun turn in the script reading it when I first got my hands on it. I was like, oh, I didn't see that coming. And I, I feel oh, good. In, in terms of people who've like on social media who've taken the time to watch it and had oh, responses, good. they feel the same way. So it's been fun to, you know, see people's responses and, and that they're enjoying the journey and that twist. It's really cool. I think it is, uh, you know, it's, it's smart, you know, and it has, it's kind of outside of the box thinking and, and, um, not kind of, but it is. And then, um, and then I guess the setting, you know, that, that we, we built this in, in purgatory and, and there's a certain restraint to it. I, I just remember feeling, um, pinned in, not just in the space, but in what purgatory allows you to do. My character, for instance, Jimmy has a propensity for violence, and and that was something Mark explained to me. You don't get to do that here. You don't get to throw or hit or or rant or, you know, you, you don't that removed from your capability in this space, which which was a real challenge. So all those things had to surface in other areas in, in emotions like confusion or I'm where you're, you're what you're an angel. Are you kidding me? To disbelief, to, um, uh, bewilderment, to, uh, getting involved with this trial. Okay. Maybe I've got a choice, a chance. And, mm-hmm. uh, and then, then being hopeful, like, hey, no, come on, we we got a chance, we could do this, we can win, right? Is that uh, okay? Um, and then not being too proud of, uh, you know, when your life is being put up in front of you and being put on display for judgment, maybe not being so proud of your choices, which I find interesting for any one of us. Uh, which was great. All these things were, were great challenges, uh, and, and I think they served the story for sure. What was the filming process like? Was, was it particularly, particularly challenging as well? Because um, I know, like you said, just physically, you know, like you, you felt like you were, you know, pinned, uh, pinned down, so to speak, um, re- restricted, I guess is a better word. Um, was the, the filming process particularly arduous? It was very speedy, I would say. We were working on a very tight schedule, um, and 
the scenes required, I mean, my character was more about dialogue than emotion, you know, about, you know, being a, a lawyer. <laughs> um, it's much more verbose. So to work with those kinds of, that kind of schedule and that kind of co- content was a fun challenge, I'll say. Um, and, you know, it was, but it also, and, and I also felt that, you know, you're just like sitting in a chair the whole time. So, you, so, you know, you can't really access your body as much in a way, you know, you have to find a way to let things out and then choose really be really specific when you stand or sit, you know, um, when you do move, it means so much more, which was fun to explore in terms of movement when you are restricted in that way. Um, but it also breeds a camaraderie with a group because you're in the same space for, I forget how many days it was, five days. Um, just, you know, coming up to that and being really supportive of one another and, you know, the challenge of, of bringing as much interesting content in your work to the space because, you know, I think Lou, we would be like, is this, you know, are we doing enough? You know what I mean? Like, because you're not changing scenery. And so it is all about relationships and what you're saying. And so, you know, that when you're not relying on a pretty vista or a change of setting, you know, it, it, you're like, oh, there's so much more writing on this, you know. Yeah, for sure. Even the light didn't change, you know, and um, I thought that in the space, Mark was heightened. You know, he was acutely aware, he and his DP Christos, of trying to give it some dynamic. So, you know, they would have some composition of shots that that they would try to do a, a little bit different where they actually would change some lights ever so subtly in the room. Or when we did move to a different space, um, we'd recognize, oh, we've used that corner already or made that move. We can't go back to that well again. Um, so there there was a huge collaboration in the filmmaking process. Uh, and then I thought we were all looking for opportunities. You know, it was very collaborative to find ways to give it um, some movement to, you know, industrialize the dialogue. As Scotty said, there's so much dialogue um, and a, a certain amount of legalese. But somehow we found a rhythm to it uh, that I thought made it interesting. And I think a big part of that was the relationships that were set right right from the onset. Um, mm-hmm. And I, th- I thought those really really helped serve uh, or it helped serve the story to not just be a talking head piece in the confines of that room uh, which which was great and you know it it does look good there's a texture to the to the lens and there's there's some really great beautiful uh, key li- yeah key, key lighting and, and some hatchet lit light you know uh Scotty looks like she has a halo every time she's on with that beautiful white suit. And, and you know, uh, Lucian is, you know, he's his wardrobe is over. He's uh, oversized, so he looks yes. haggard and schleppy. And oh, it was yeah. really interesting as, as we were building and starting uh, 
when I first got the piece, this is my fourth piece with Mark, and, and I, I'm drawn to his material because it is interesting and intellectual and, and, and challenging. So when I read it, I was like, oh, this is great, yes. Um, hey, yeah, I'd like to, I'd like to do Balthazar. And he said, yeah, I could tell him, he said, you could really do Balthazar. Uh, but my instinct is that I might want to go younger in that role as opposed to the older, haggard, seen-it-all, hard-boiled guy. Have the same tone, but a younger person who also has some teen angst and maybe some father issues, you see, mm-hmm. which I thought was such a smart choice then to go with Lucian. Because we also had talked a little bit about using Richard in that role. Interesting. And, um, uh, yeah, I know. We just didn't think because he's so charming. He's so delightful. He was so perfect. And so, I agree. (laughs) And so, but, but, but then Mark said, well, you know, I really wrote Jimmy for you. (laughs) And I was like, okay, yeah, I, I see that. Um, and that'd be great for sure. So, uh, that was a huge part of this piece is the casting. Um, and everyone was uh, everyone was brought in uh brought in their own uh gig they brought in their own energy they brought in their own character and, and again as Scotty said we were on a really tight schedule we didn't have the time to rehearse per se that you might typically define the nuance of of the scene and the characters so i think mark relied incredibly um on his instinct for actors that were going to come in with, uh, you know, bean dip and guacamole for the chips, uh, and also his <laughs> casting director. Yeah, also his casting director who recommended so many fine actors. It was a joy to um, to watch everybody yeah. bring, bring their their wares, and they they delivered, man. Yeah, it was such fun. I felt like we were sort of the series regulars, you you and uh, Lucian and I, Liz, yeah. and then the occasional yeah. Richard. But then we would just watch these guests come in and just crush it. Yeah, it was you know? so – and they were so – and it, which was really important because, as Scotty will tell you, you know, with all this dialogue and, like, day after day, a lot of dialogue and maybe shooting it several different ways, um, the energy of a new player was really great, you know, to have someone come in as one of these guests and kick it up a notch, and, and then you'd be like, oh, jeez, you know, I I, uh, I remember Peter Jacobson coming in and just spitting out dialogue, and oh, just insane. and I was just thinking, oh my gosh, that's uh, you know, I gotta talk faster <laughs> in my in my life in this in this interview in everything I do. If I wanted to work on, that's how you work on TV, and it was just such great, terse, biting, mammoth, you know, machine gun, you know, bullets that he was firing, um, mostly at Scotty, and uh, it, that kind of energy being brought in was really inspiring for, you know, for us who have been sitting there slogging over legalese for three days. I hear you. <laughs> what, what, was, what was it like preparing for the, for your roles? Uh, you know, 
did you have, um, I guess, any, not that this is a religious movie, but was there any type of, did you, do you have any type of religious background or did you, did you study anything in terms of like, uh, the topic of the after, of the afterlife? Um, how did you prepare mentally for, for this role? Um, well, I, I do, I, you know, I was raised Christian and then I spent a long time exploring other, uh, spiritual modalities. So I think about, you know, I, I loved having a character who was confronted with her own belief system, um, and getting to ha- inhabit that. Cause I think about these things a lot. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, also within, I've, I've thought about religions and their dogmas and, and the judgments that are so often made under the banner of, of religion um, without fully exploring what that even means on a case-by-case basis. So it was really fun to be able to walk in the shoes of someone who uh, had a very strong belief in the goodness of, of humanity and, um, you know, slowly had the, the rose-colored glasses peeled off of her eyelids, essentially. So it was, um, for me, that was just a very fun arc to explore. And when you just want to keep having hope and you want to keep having hope and, and there is redemption in the end, it's just not in the form, you know, Castiel had imagined it would be, which is just such a fun thing to to be able to play around with and Absolutely. allow for some space for some some um, philosophical questions I've had over the years to to like breathe a little bit, you know. So yeah, I, I think it was really because you were yeah. I went. I I, I, uh, I knocked off a pawn shop uh, about two weeks before I, we started filming, and uh, <laughs> you know, got into some back room uh, Texas Hold'em games and. and uh, I, Getting back to Scotty's point, which I actually think is so interesting, is there's a there's a song, right? Help me out with this, Walter. I think it's the Rolling Stones, and it's you can't always get what you want, <laughs> but if you try hard enough get what you need, right? And so that's kind of how life works. So what you think the redemption is going to be, it certainly was what Cassia wanted or what she was there to do. But what was needed is always what is going to happen, you know? And um, it's it's really interesting, I think, that that perspective. Uh, As Jimmy goes, one of the things Mark talked to me a lot about was um, having a very short time to reveal a life, you know, and we had to continue to, you know, build this life for judgment. And, uh, um, but also not get too involved or too proud uh, but but just put it out there for you know for the judgment of all. Uh, but emotionally being rather dismissive, um, which was 
which was difficult. You know, there's a certain, you know, there's certain non-caring, no empathy to the character, uh, where you find it hard if it's not if not for Cassiel and her dogged determination to make this so, in her love of the human. You know, it'd be hard to kind of get behind Jimmy's life and go, well, you know, he had a few bad breaks. Um, (laughs) So I think that her character really serves, we're pulling for her probably more than we are Jimmy, you know, through it. And uh, and I think even Balthasar realizes this. I mean, at some point, Jimmy probably realizes this. Uh, But in the end, he gets pretty caught up and the possibility that maybe he did something good, maybe, you know, maybe shooting Frank was, was the saving, could be the saving grace. Just say one good deed, right? You know, I mean, come on, you know, one good deed to erase a lot of other bad ones. Uh, um, and I think that's interesting as well. I love it. It's, uh, the film raises so many questions, and and I, I mean, I, I'm going out on the limb here, but uh, I want to say that the, you know, the the director of the film, you know, probably wants the the viewer, the person at home, to to take away uh, what they will from the the film. Um, you yourselves, um, what what is the biggest takeaway that you guys want from people to take away from the film when they see it? Because I think it's got so many beautiful messages. There's so many questions. And I love a film that has, like, more questions than answers, per se. And I feel right. like this film film has it. Um, when people watch the work that you've done, um, what is it that you want them to take away? Um, I'm going to defer to the angel. <laughs> so it's, it's the best, that's the best standard practice. <laughs> well, thanks, Lou. Um, I, you know, for me, I, and, you know, I guess my takeaway in reading it, um, and, and was the question of judgment and how quick we are to judge or not. And so, you know, just for, for people to think about how they think of people and, and examine their, their own judgments and their own hope too I think you know and especially in these strange days we're living in it's, it's, it can be challenging to be doggedly determined to believe in the bright side <laughs> and um, and so that you know I, I think that the film while somewhat dark and realistic in its darkness um, also does have that that hope and that light and I think to hold on to that is uh, it explores what that looks like or feels like and how it's not ever how we think it's going to be so I think that's the the judgment piece Um, that we think we think what life is one way or the afterlife if you will and uh, and it's not what we expect or hope for but it still has some some great little aspects to it so I think that's what I hope people take away and can sit with and think about and look at in their own lives. Wow. What, how do I 
add to that. <laughs> no problem. Uh, but, you know, what Scotty said, uh, it, it was hope. You know, I think that hope uh, serves all and that hope um, hope breeds the uh, hope breeds faith and faith brings tomorrow. Mm. And so I think that's where the message can, can can be best served because we have to have that. You know, I think that's the human experience is hope. And I think the the miracle of uh whatever happens is particularly the unknown, I think the miracle of the unknown, the wisdom of the unknown is is the is the grace. And that that's the that's the divinity. That's the okay. It's gonna be okay is the unknown. We should just say anytime you say I don't know, it, it should be a blessing, you know. It's that that means things are in order. I mean you don't know. You're not in control. Uh it's that's a good thing. And um and we certainly are experiencing that today. And it's gonna be okay. We're we're gonna get through this uh, um without not with a lot of speed bumps, a lot of uh, more than just a few skin knees. We're going to suffer a lot as, as we have, but with hope and faith, we're going to get through that. And I think Mark just asked you as an audience to consider where your hope and faith or where your judgment even of yourself is. Mm. And, um, and so this kind of conversation is exactly where I, I think that we would all love, you know, uh, at coffee shops after viewing this, that people are having this kind of a conversation um, about, you know, why are we here? Um, it's a big question, right? So, yeah. Okay. I'd say you topped it, Lou. Are you? No. You know, not that it's a competition, but that's a <laughs> that's not, addendum not. to Jimmy, what Jim we could want never have. Project. Yeah, <laughs> Jimmy. That's more than that was more dialogue than Jimmy. <laughs> he was. See, if he just said that, he he he, he might have gotten a little more support from whomever Balthazar, I suppose. Um, <laughs> You you guys um, uh, wrapped with filming um, prior to the pandemic, and um, it just seems it wasn't that long ago, but it seems like life was so much different then. Um, how are you guys adapting to the pandemic, and do you think that the movie industry will, you know, return back to some some sort of normalcy uh, post pandemic? Well, Scotty's still an international spy, so I mean, you know, she <laughs> doesn't seem to be uh, slowed up. That's not true. I I know that she is as cautious as yeah as anybody. But look, you don't just get one of those N95 masks. You got to know somebody. So clearly, you know, she's she knows she's in the know. Um, They're actually much more readily available. Oh, so. see, see now. That's now my deal for you all. Now we both know, and so does your audience, Walter. I think Yay. the film industry. I think the film industry is going to. And I 
I'm not going to use that term, so let me think of something else. The film industry is going to be okay. It's going to be different, and it's going to be good different. And we don't have to, you know, compare or judge, right? It's just going to be new and exciting and fresh, and we're going to have new experiences for sure, and we're going to get through them and... um, and they might require uh, us to be, you know, really together on how we go about doing it. Not not just the film industry, but you know, every industry. I, at school, school, our kids, the kids going back to school. I think that this sorts itself out by how we treat our our kids. Of course, I have a kid, so that's probably why I'm. But I, I think as the kids go and we, we we have bubbles for our classrooms and not too much, I think that's how we all sort of get back in our own uh, active society again. But uh, the film industry, I think, you know, is finding a way to still happen. People are still out shooting. There's, you know, I read about a bunch of films that have just finished up this summer that to me are going to be really exciting to see because... Um, and, you know, Scotty and I have both had invitations to come be part of films uh, this summer. And and I think it's certainly not as active. And there's certainly a lot of protocols that have to be, um, you know, in place. But we, we will, we'll, get, we'll get back. We'll keep telling stories. That's the point is, yeah. you know, when, when the grid goes down, we're still going to be around that campfire telling stories, right? Yeah. Yeah. Once upon a time. <laughs> yeah, I think I, the formats will continue to shift and change as they have been even since I started in this business, you know, and um, it's going to be interesting to see how it affects people. And, um, you know, I'm I'm hopeful that we can find ways to implement the protocols and have each other's backs in new new ways. And, you know, I think that's sort of a general um, hope for everyone, too. But um, it could be I think it, Yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited about the possibility of everybody being invited to help. I think things are best when we're collaborative. And, I, and again, not just the film industry, but civil rights, as we've seen, this, this, this works best because everybody got engaged. Um, you know, the pandemic, uh, it, it's worked. We're getting through it because everybody's involved. No one's being dismissive. shouldn't say that, but for the most part, we're all involved. So, so those people that are used to doing things a certain way um, at a certain level, um, if they can kind of recalibrate because they're, they have incredible experience. The people with the wisdom and the experience, if they can help forge forward. So, you know, that guy that's out building the typical $200 million project, if he can figure out how to come and work with four people on his crew, um, that's an incredible example. Does that make sense? And that, yes. that that's just going to inspire the young kids to go, well, 
Spielberg's got his sound guy uh, and a producer that's doing the clapboard and script supervisor, and he's the producer. He raised the money and making sure that McConaughey has whatever he needs, and there's just the four of them. Well, that's that's what I do. That's how I make my movie for, you know, $100,000. So I'm hoping that, that there's this kind of cross-pollination of inspiration that way. The big guys, you know, figure out how to invite the little guys. And that's good for everybody. I agree. That actually leads into my next question. I know that you both have done um, some some big some really big movies as well as some, some really big television shows. And I know that indie film um, is something that is uh, – I read an article the other day that indie film has actually seen – there's been a spike in people viewing indie films because mm. of the pandemic. Um, having acted in both uh, indie and mainstream films, um, would you say that you enjoy indie a little bit more for the freedom? Because – uh, I know with this particular film, I felt like I was so connected. I was so sucked into Jimmy's character. I was so sucked into um, Castiel. And I, I know that sometimes with big budget movies, it's like you, you get so absorbed in the special effects and everything, and, and you don't always connect with the characters that, the way that you do in an indie film. Um, as actors, would you say that you get to express yourself more in indie films? Um, you know, I think it really depends on who's involved, I think, in my experience. I mean, I think, you know, television is, it depends on if you're talking about network TV or cable television. There are such different genres and, um, and who is the creator of the project you're on, the writer, director, you know, um, I think with indie films and if you're working on, you know, typically you're working on a lower budget, if it's a, if it's a real indie, um, it's a little more team effort in the sense of you might end up helping out in an area that, you know, you wouldn't be if it was a large television production or a big budget film. Um, so, and, and that, that process I find to be really fun and, speaks to, you know, my, I like to sort of, I'm interested down the line directing maybe, you know, so I like to sort of see the larger picture and, and invest those different aspects of filmmaking. And it's a, you get to get more intimate in that process, I think, with indie film. Um, in terms of the actual performance and creativity, I think that really depends on, you know, who's involved, like I said, and, at least in my experience, I don't know what it's like for you, Lou. But. Yeah, I think it's very similar. I, You know, in an independent film, typically there aren't the bells and whistles that a, that a big studio project might have. So you don't have um, some of the distractions on an indie that might come along with a, a really high-end studio film. And that being said, the weight of responsibility for carrying the film kind of gets thrown at you. So you, you have to actually, just by the nature of it, we don't, we don't have a ton of um, cameras. You know, we've got one. We don't have a ton of, um, you know, aerial sh- 
shots that we can use. Basically, we need really good actor, which we have you. And so that's what we have. And, and we're really excited and we're happy you're here. Thank you. And and it's on you now. Action. <laughs> so, you, you know, and the, it's, it's not overwhelming, but it, it, it's, it brings you to the place, okay, well, this is this is how I can do this. Also, like Scotty was saying, you get engaged in helping out. You know, so often in an independent film, you can get painted into a corner really easily, and there, there's this collaborative process. How do we figure out how to get out of here without tracking paint all over the floor? And, um, and, and you're part of that, and that's, you know, it keeps you really your mind very active and fertile, which is it's really serviceable in your in your your work. And so I think the Indies are uh, you know what's challenging is you see something on the page and your imagination production goes to work. The the, the production team in your head and then you show up on set and you realize those two are really different and the resources are limited. So um, you've got to kind of rearrange yourself and, and then help to, to bring that project home. So yeah, I think the independent film uses more of your muscles. You know, I've been on studio films where <laughs> he went that away. <laughs> you know, all right, Mr. Temple, let me get you back to your trailer. <laughs> which is great. Don't get me wrong. It was the best out of way I've ever said. Um, but they, they, they can be different. You know what? In speaking of indie films, one of the things that's interesting, I think, is that is going to occur, that I know in two cases already has occurred, they're a little lighter. They're a little leaner and meaner. And so they don't have the big overhead. They're going to be first out in the water, in my opinion. You know, I think that's what we're seeing. That independent mm. films are are already out there working. Based on the fact that they're working, there are actors who are getting, you know, wondering if they're ever going to work again, and most of us, and are anxious to go work. So there's A-list actors that are taking jobs in independent films or are considering that, which changes entirely the attachment level. You know, if you've got an A-list guy in, in a movie that, you know, wasn't set up for that, but now has that player, it's, you know, that movie's much more marketable than it, than it was. And, right. um, and mm-hmm. so that starts to, on the onset, that'll write itself where, you know, work gets back and I'm sorry, I can't come and do that. But right now, there's indie producers that are reaching out to some pretty sizable names. Hey, I've got this little project. I'll be real safe. I'll keep you in a bubble. Just come in for two days. Yeah, I got to get out of the house. That's for sure. I'll come. You know. <laughs> uh, so that's interesting to me. And like you said, the indies are really being seen, and that's why we're Scotty and I are really excited about Limbo uh, because we think it's right now wheelhouse. Yeah, I would agree. I, you know, because. The, the film, it's you know, it has yourself, it has Scotty, it has uh, Richard Riley. I mean, it's it's you know, there's some amazing actors in, in this film. And then, again, I, I love the premise and the story because I mean, those are all those are all things like no matter what what your walk in life is. I mean, I think um, 
all of us at some point have, you know, either spoken to somebody about, you know, the afterlife and spirituality, or we've, like Scotty said, you know, she grew up, you know, knowing about it. And so it's really cool to, to dive into those topics and to, to explore it more, you know, through the, the medium of film. Yeah, it's so nice to, you know, I mean, I feel like that that's part of why we're here is to have these thoughts and conversations, you know, and uh, we probably won't, like like Lou said, we'll never understand and we'll never have the answer, but, um, and uh, it's good to be in the state of knowing that the I don't know is, is as far as we can get. But it's, you know, to me, the point in making art of any form and or watching art or appreciating art is to, further those conversations, you know, it's, it's storytelling is, you know, I feel lucky to get to be able to do that for a living. Yeah. Well, we feel lucky that you get to do that for a living. I mean, that's, you know, that's uh, it's great. We get to see you out working in this role, you know, it's, uh, that was so much fun. We'll want to see more of that. Sure. Right back at you. I mean, you just, it was amazing to see your work, Lou. It was such a treat. We had a lot of, we had a lot of fun. We didn't have much time to get into that. But, uh, but boy, oh boy, uh, you put that white suit on and the angel wings and it, it all seemed to, to fall into place. <laughs> Working with such amazing people, you know, it's like you just, the energy of everybody and it comes together and it, you know, it, or when it does, you know, there's times that it's like, it doesn't, but man, it's such a special thing to be a part of. To, to And that was, it was way. really interesting because again, there was a lot, because those guest stars that we, you know, we kind of uh, fondly refer to them, um, there was a lot of responsibility on them to come in and deliver and they all did. They were just so good. Oh. I mean, Veronica, Veronica Cartwright's in this movie, my God. And, <laughs> She's lovely, and she, you know she uh, uh, she has she has great eyes. Scotty Thompson has great eyes, so we got some great eyes in this movie. And um, yeah, I, I just thought Veronica was such a gamer, man, such a team player, so lovely. You know, yeah, it it was uh, that's that's not easy to do what we we were doing. You know, it, it was. Uh, it was rough, rough guy, di- you know, rough dialogue and, you know, coming with a bullet hole in your head and have to, <laughs> and have to go there. You know, you took my life, you asshole. Uh, <laughs> yeah, she just crushed it. It was so, you know, and someone who's just a real and, bro. And Purifoy, and then, yeah, and yeah. James Purifoy walking in and just sort of doing this George W. Bush kind of dismissively, you know, letting everything go until... <laughs> And until he just drops into Lucian and says, are you sure about that? Are you sure? <laughs> Okie dokie. Okay. You know, I mean, it was great. Just so, you know, uh, and, it, you know, I, I don't know. It's just, there's a lot of serendipity. You know, I think that works because of what, like what we were saying, because um, Peter Jacobson's character, Belial, was able to throw darts and be the one gnashing his teeth and rattling his saber, and then James could be really loose with it. 
So, uh, you know, so Mark Young gets a lot of credit, really, for yeah. navigating all that. Really amazing work he did. Had you worked with Mark uh, prior, to, prior to this movie? Guy, this is my fourth, count them, my fourth film with Mark Young. Um, so, like I said, I'm always keen to read what he has. He's a prolific writer. He writes a script a month, I think. So I always read, and I always find, you know, a great story in there. And thankfully, um, he seems to call me, or at least, you know, has something in mind, and I'm happy to oblige for the most part. Um, and, yeah, he's uh, he's he's just continuing to you know tell his stories. Yeah, I hope he does. I mean, he really just is so great. I had not worked with him, but I had worked with Christos, the um, the DP, the cinematographer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We worked on NCIS, so mm-hmm. it was great to. I knew, you know, it's always nice when you know you're in good hands when uh, you don't know the other folks. So it's just right. Yeah, keep keep going, Mark. Please. I love it. I love it. Um, and I know you guys, uh, you spoke a lot about timing earlier. Um, if you don't mind, what was the turnaround from the time that you um, knew that you had gotten the part uh, to the, t- you know, what was the time frame on, like, learning your scripts? Because I know it was, you said it was really tight. Well, I had had the script probably before anyone, because Mark typically sends them to me pretty quickly. So I, I had guiltily more time than anyone else. <laughs> I probably should have known my lines better. Um, but um, so I, 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 for sure, I think I'd had it a month before we went to work. I, I don't know. Scotty, what about you? Um, I don't think I had it that long. Yeah. Uh, I remember we went to the read through. I forget how quickly or, you know, when that was in relation to Gosh, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it happened pretty it was quick. Not a ton of time. I did not. I don't think I had a month. No. No, <clears throat> probably. I wouldn't think so. No. Yeah. Well, we had this studio. We we had this uh, soundstage, and we only had it for a, a, a short amount of time. So we had to act quick. I remember that, and I remember Mark being um, anxious because he wasn't sure he was going to assemble the cast that he needed in the short time of which he did, which, you know, again, going back to that, you always get what you need, you know, so he did. And, uh, um, you got it. It was a pretty quick turnaround for sure. Mm -hmm. Well, you guys did an amazing job. I think that, I mean, I I definitely couldn't tell. I, I don't know what the standard is for, um, you know, actors getting their, their script and their reads ahead of time. But, I mean, you guys definitely, definitely pulled it off. I thought it was, it was very well executed. And it, I think another thing that goes with that is it felt like there was a lot of respect on set, you know, amongst, um, amongst the cast and crew, but particularly the cast coming in and saying, oh, geez, I've always liked your work and I, I'm really excited to work with you. And, I, I'm, you know, I'm, 
it kind of raised everyone's game, you know? Oh, wow, you're in this? Oh, cool. Oh, he's in that? Oh, she's in that? I better bring it. I better bring my A game. And it felt like that every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The iron sharpening iron. Yeah. Well, guys, I'm all out of questions. I, I want to thank you so much for joining us on the today's show, and um, I wanted to just open the floor to you if there's anything else you'd like to say to our listening audience. Uh, I, feel, I feel like this has been a blast to get to sit here and chat with you and talk to you again, Lou, and yeah. reflect on this. And, you know, it's just been really wonderful and it was such a great experience to be a part of it and gets me excited to you know get back to it sooner than later i hope <laughs> yeah i'd love for everyone to see this movie i'd like to just like i say i'd love for everyone to see scotty's work in this movie i'd love for everyone to see lucian and 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 everyone else and, and Mark's work in this movie, and I'd like the movie to get a little, um, a little fuzzy. You know, I did a movie uh, a year before this called The Endless, uh, and it did really well. And it's a, it's a big psychological piece about who is masterminding your life from up above, puppet mastering your life. Um, and it it caught a lot of attention. I think this could be the same. So. Um, just getting out there now. It opened the fourth, I think, Scotty. Is that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's out there on streaming um, for sure. It's uh, it's it's iTunes. I know. I think it, it might be on your Amazon Prime. I think it's uh, on Amazon Prime too. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's on Vudu. Um, so it's it's there. It's there for you. So I'm I'm saying I'm with Walter. Go see it. Right. Go see it. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, are you guys uh, open to fans uh, interact, interacting with fans on social media about the film? Can can people – Yeah. Can they, can they tweet you? Can they – For sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, our handle – on Twitter, I'm Lou Temple Actor. That's very original. Instagram is just Lou Temple. Um, what are you, Scotty? I am Scotty T. Oh, one word. I am Scotty, Scotty. T with an I-E. And oh, I am. I am Scotty T. I am. I am Scotty with an I-E and T. I love yeah. It. That's a good one. I love it. I love it. That's, thank you so much. Well, thanks thank for having you. us. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. We enjoyed it. You're welcome. Great that to speak a- with you. Likewise. Likewise. Um, it was amazing and I'm excited to see what comes next like I know that the pandemic has really kind of put a lot of things on halt a lot of things are in purgatory and limbo (laughs) but I know that uh I mean I feel like there's still some good things to come for the rest of this year and and beyond agreed agreed yeah let's keep keep up the hope hope, right yeah Yeah. (laughs) come out of limbo with hope that's, uh, That's the where we got us and the movie, right? That's right. Well, well said. Well said, Cassio. <laughs> All right, you guys have a good right. weekend. You as well. Okay, you guys well, thank do great. You. All right, bye bye. Thank you so much. Bye. bye. bye.